the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We're here every Saturday morning on 1420 AM between 9 and 10, and we're a financial educational talk program here to give you helpful information about issues that could impact your financial life, hopefully making our listeners aware of choices they have, potential problems, and potential opportunities as well. We are sponsored by the estate planning team, and the estate planning team is an affordable fee-based Ohio registered fiduciary planning firm that's been helping people around the greater Cleveland area for more than 37 years now. And what the estate planning team is known for is financial modeling and number crunching. We build custom financial plans, help people through objective, unbiased analysis, and we help people both who are in their working years and people who are in retirement. There are certainly different issues they face and helping people accomplish their goals and looking at their financial life and addressing their worries and concerns they may have that are preventing them from making decisions or spending money. And certainly when wages end and you're, or you're getting ready to retire, it's um, not uncommon for people to be a little nervous that how do I create income um, that I need because Social Security or, or my pensions may not cut it to cover the spending I would like to do in retirement. And there's a way to do that. Um, you can do the um, easy way, which isn't always the best way or the right way. Um, but there are ways you can do that and doing it tax efficiently so that you're minimizing cumulative what the government gets and um, using opportunities and understanding how what decisions and choices I make now affect my long-term outcome during my lifetime to my heirs. Um, we look at all these issues. We're not investment advisors. Um, we also help people with timing of Social Security, pension elections, IRA distribution planning, which IRAs, company plans, or any tax-qualified assets, um, Roth conversions. Um, if you're concerned about any, can I afford a second home? Whatever that is, we provide that objective, honest, helpful information and in what's best and um, for our what's best for our clients' best interest. Everybody has different goals. I mean, you can have a... Some, to a couple or an individual that has the same assets, different asset structure, different family dynamics, and certainly different spending needs and different goals. So it's different for each person. And a lot of times people say, well, I think I'm going to be okay. Well, even if you may know you're going to be okay, do you want it to be better? Um, 
can you have more spending? And I talk on the show about possibilities. And, you know, if you're in the, if you are lucky enough that you're not running out of money when we run a model, then it's starting to say, well, what do you want to do with your money? Have you thought about travel, hobbies, self-care, um, home improvements, whatever that may be mean to you. And that's what we do at the estate planning team. And we do offer a free consultation. We offer those by phone or in person. We actually run some preliminary analysis just for scheduling so we can see if we can help you and if our process is appropriate. Um, you can also check um, our ratings at Google, Angie's List, and the Better Business Bureau if you want to do some due diligence or you can call our office. We'll be happy to answer questions that you have or you can give us a call to schedule. Our office number is 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit the website at financialfoodforthought.com. That's financial foodforthought.com. And you're listening to Carrie Waddell and Mark Donnelly. We are co-owners of the estate planning team. And I meant to say too, um, a lot of times when people want quick answers, I, I think, Mark, you say it, I hear you on the phone. Do you want a quick answer or do you want the right answer? Yeah. Or do you want it easy or do you want it right? Yeah. Because we see a lot of people do quick and easy that ends up causing them a lot more problems because they didn't take the time to do it the right way. And and certainly, Carrie, there's lots of examples we mm-hmm. can give that in, in the in the realm of financial planning. I mean, one that comes to mind is when a new client, you know, they worked for 30 years for a company and they made their pension election in 30 minutes. Right. Or they talk to their coworker. Well, their coworker may not have a spouse. Their coworker may not have yeah, kids, or, or the or the or the coworker retired a year before them, right? Because they said, "Oh, I'm sure he made the right pension election." Right. Yeah. So yeah. So that's one example of the knee jerk reaction, or, or sometimes we call it two. Um, that's more in line of, of people who make knee jerk reactions as opposed to some outside event that they can't control, like stock market crash or recession or something along, or a coronavirus, something along those lines. But yeah, that's the financial planning discipline is the idea of running enough empirical analysis or data that leaves you in the right decision-making mode. Right. or And not costing you more in taxes. How many times over the years that people maybe before they worked with us were looking at their tax return saying... They did a big distribution from their IRA because they needed a new car or they and they right were right at that point where it threw them where their capital gains are taxed, where they're now they have a year of higher Medicare B premiums. You know, there could have been a better way that could have saved them a lot more money. But, you know, just people do things quickly and sometimes want Roth conversions is a good example. Well, guess what? There's no recharacterization anymore. There's no do over. But Carrie, you know, I always say we can save everybody taxes. Right. You know, I'll carry, you know, one. Don't uh, spend money. Don't spend money. I can guarantee you I can save you taxes if you don't spend any money. Well, and um, I think that's one of our themes is always saying your spending comes first. You know, looking at your tax savings is a second a secondary piece. Right. I mean, obviously we wouldn't have very many happy clients if we if they if they really put tax savings above maintaining their lifestyle or their envisioned retirement Although lifestyle. Although we have a few, Mark. We do. We have a few. <laughs> that, but, uh, that not paying a dime makes them happy and, to the uh, government now, or paying uh, as little as possible. Okay. So if you don't like that one, I got a second one for you. Okay. Here. Make a baby. 
I can guarantee you, if the more children you have, the right. less taxes you will pay. Now, again, I'm not saying it's oh, going to save gonna, you money. I was going to say. <laughs> I'm just saying it'll save you taxes. Yeah. But you don't like that idea no, either? No, Okay. Well, I'm out of ideas. No, okay. actually, no. So so we're getting into March Madness, right? And, and as I've been saying the last couple of weeks on the radio show is that the tax chatter has been so deafening that I can't wait till March anymore. Okay. We will certainly be talking a lot about income tax planning, income tax year and you know tax savings and things like that as we get into March. Um, but but we're even getting in there even quicker now. And and so a couple of things that I want to talk today about. One is I, I br- mentioned briefly last year. You know, are you suffering from TRD? Okay. okay. And that's the estate planning team's uh, acronym for tax refund distortion. So oh, I, want, I, want, okay. I want to talk a little bit about that. I got a scam alert, Carrie. Okay. You know, and, and why are we doing scam alerts? Well, as we've mentioned on the show, because we keep hearing stories mm-hmm. and the ones that are getting scammed are the elderly. Right. Okay. Um, and I'm saying everyone gets scammed, but it's just the stories are consistent or the consistent, right. the, the one common denominator is the majority of them are elderly people who are getting scammed. Okay. And that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And so as long as we keep, you know, we, we, we tell our clients, you know, don't fall for the scams. Okay. There, and, and what are the red flags? And, and mm-hmm. don't give out personal information. And, and then we, and it reads, so, so this week's story comes out of Westlake. Ohio. Okay. Okay. I mean, and have you ever been to Crocker Park, Carrie? I have, not often, probably once or twice. Okay. So we'll talk about that. And then, but also back to the, the idea of uh, one way to save taxes is to spend less. I'm going to give, I'm going to talk about our Q tips today, Carrie. Okay. I, I haven't done Q tips in a oh, while. Oh, no, not a long time. Okay. So Q tips is what we call, you know, it's basically when the client is interested in doing a qualified charitable distribution. Right. Okay. Meaning that they're going to, as a, you know, if the, if the common example is they are now have a required minimum distribution and they wouldn't even be taking money out of the IRA if they weren't required. And they're also making charitable contributions, mm-hmm. um, no longer getting a deduction, perhaps. We'll talk about that because of the so higher so, standard deduction. So basically, I'm doing a charitable, and I don't get any tax savings for doing that. Right. So so it's it, – and, and so, yeah, yeah. It, well, the point is if, you, if you're taking the money out of your IRA and give it to charity, it's not benefiting you. Right. In other words, you're spending less because you're not spending that. You're giving it away. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. You know, you know, that's what I mean by right. spending. It's, it's using, you know, it, it, it's, but so, but there's a lot of misconceptions about qualified charitable distributions. Okay. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, so are you suffering from TRD? And that, of course, is tax refund distortion. So here, here are some of the shock lines that I've been hearing. Tax refunds down by 29%. I know. I think that's I, that I've seen similar tax refunds are much smaller this year. IRS Good. says taxpayers are getting less money back. Well, that's a great. I think I think that's a terrific news. Average worker to receive twenty nine percent less from the IRS. Well, they're giving you back your own money, by the way. Well, that's yeah. That, this so is, I, I think I, this is great news. I, I know, and 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 you and all the talking heads, right? They're gonna like somehow twist this and say because whoever's in the White House is why your refund is less. 
No, we, it's completely ridiculous argument. And honestly, we don't like our clients to get a big refund unless we have a few too. That that's the, you know kind right. of what they did, but so, that's not the preferred way okay. to go. So here's the quick test. Here. Okay. All right. So you can take this test at home. Okay. Which would you rather have? An annual tax liability of fourteen thousand dollars, where you're getting a three thousand dollar refund. Okay. Or B, an annual tax liability of $13,000 where you're getting a $1,000 refund. Okay. So A, again, is your tax liability is $14,000, but you're getting a $3,000 refund. Okay. Or B, your tax liability is $13,000 and you're getting a $1,000 refund. Okay. So which... I should have that, you know, that uh, Jeopardy music going. But mm-hmm. um, so, which would you rather have? Well, here's the point: if you answered A, you may be suffering from tax refund distortion. Okay. And why do I say that? Because of what you said before, Carrie. What is key is not the amount of refund. The amount of refund you're getting is not like you're getting free money from the government. Right. This is your money that you elected to give to the government when you didn't need to. Right. And that money, now that we have more favorable interest rates, that money could have, if you weren't spending it, you definitely could have been earning something on it. Right. And, and chances are you're not getting any interest paid back to you from the IRS no. when you get the refund, unless no. they're delinquent and getting it to you, then right. they pay interest. But so, so now, but why do people answer A? Well, one, either one, they say, well, I'd rather, if I'm getting getting a $3,000 refund, that's better than getting a $1,000 refund. Right. And that's what these shock lines are trying to tell you. But really, it, it, it doesn't matter. Or, or, they're, or they're trying to do the math saying, okay, well, let's see. In, in, in case A, it was a $14,000 liability, $3,000 refund. So in their minds, they're kind of saying they're that's netting, a net 11000 right? And in B, it's a $13,000 tax with a $1,000 refund. That's net netting 12. 12. So they're thinking somehow 11 is better than 12. Which it does sound it's like. It's not. Because what is key is your tax liability. Right. It's not how much you overpay the government. You didn't have to do that. Right. What You would rather have a $13,000 tax liability than a $14,000 tax liability. That's the bottom line. Right. So if you were, if, if you were paying it exactly and there was no refund involved, right. then it's clearly B is better than A. Right. Because a $13,000 tax liability is better than a $14,000 tax liability. So, and so that's what we mean by tax refund distortion. People get this idea that somehow if I get a smaller refund this year, it, the government's, you, you know, putting the screw in my back. Which isn't the case. It's no. just based on the total tax you owe right. less the total tax or, you know, you pay in the it, difference. Either you get it back, either you overpaid or you underpaid. Right. So what you really, if you're going to compare, you want to compare your actual tax liability from year to year. Mm-hmm. The, the, the shock lines don't talk about that. Right. All they talk about is the refunds. 
they don't actually talk about is the average taxpayer's liability going up or down. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in a world of 350 million Americans, who cares what the average is? Right. It comes down to what's hitting your tax return. In fact, we're fine with our clients owing on April 15th as long as they owe without penalty. And the other thing, too, is you also what what and also you're you're even going to see that this year because there's some other articles talking about um you know how you know the withhold how people make mistakes on withholding or, or stuff like that mm-hmm. and one of the things is, but there's also articles about how you know so i can see some of the shock lines here how you know us taxpayers are are going to take home more pay this year have you seen those Yes. Your paycheck will be bigger this year. Have you seen well, those? Yeah. Okay. Um, Why? Is everybody – was there a universal uh, wage well, for – Well, the, but when you really read the story, it's not that your pay is going up. It just means your take-home pay is going up. Okay. So that that's a misconception again. Right. All right? Because what's happening in a lot of cases – um, and I've noticed this as well. If, if let's say everything is the same between last year and this year, okay, meaning your W two is going to be exactly the same. You're getting the same pay, right? Okay, um, and, you know from that standpoint. But if you might have noticed that your take home pay may be a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what you want to figure out is you want to see how much federal withholding is being done right? Be- because it, we didn't have any major tax law changes right. between 2023 and now 2024. Okay. Okay. But what did change? Your standard deduction went up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and you can say, well, Mark, how much did the standard deduction go up? Well, I, I, I don't want to go through them all, but right. just I'm just going to do married filing jointly, both over age 65. Okay. Okay. So married filing jointly, both over sixty five in twenty twenty three, your standard deduction was thirty thousand seven hundred. In twenty twenty four, it's thirty two thousand three hundred. Okay. Mm-hmm. So even if your if your pay was the same, but your standard deduction went up from thirty thousand seven hundred to thirty two thousand three hundred, guess what? You're going to have less taxes. Right. Okay. Um, a, a second one is the bracket creep. Okay. Meaning every year the tax brackets, you know, where the 10% bracket ends, where the 12% bracket ends, where the 22%, you mm-hmm. know, that creeps up a little bit. Right. So an example there, you know, Mary filing jointly. In 2023, the 12% bracket topped out at 89450 Mm-hmm. Okay, in 2024, it's 94,300. Okay, so because of those two things alone, the tax bracket creep and the higher standard deduction, all else being the same means the payroll robot, you know, the payroll robots Mm -hmm. got the new government tax tables that included these things I just mentioned, and they lowered your federal withholding. Right. So that's the only reason you're getting more in your check. Right. It isn't some magic. It's No. And that is that also could lead up could, you know, cause another problem if you know, because your tax robot 
when you know might have uh, might uh, you know assume when it does the 2023 tax return and it's trying to figure out your estimated tax liability for 2024 whether you know the previous right. year's error current year's error it's going to assume that whatever was the w2 withholding in 2023 right. will be the same federal withholding in 2024 because it's basing it on the previous year safe harbor unless you tell it differently right and that could lead to the issues so yeah so that's just a little bit now could you ever make a case where um you are planning a larger refund. Well, I've, I, it, can, it could happen, Carrie. I mean, okay. let's see if I can think of an example. Um, well, let's say in any one particular year, and this, this may be more in line with somebody who has a, a self-employment business or, or, some, right. or getting a K-1 or something okay. that, that happens that they don't get the information until the very end. Okay. And sometimes th- they have to file an extension. Okay. Okay. Because they just the, – the tax preparer just doesn't have enough data yet to feel confident to file the return. Okay. So they file an extension. Well, of course, filing an extension doesn't extend the time to pay your taxes, right? Right. So you still have to make uh, perhaps an extension payment. But also, remember, in that first quarter estimate is also due April 15th. So if you're extending, a lot of times, if you're extending the return, you don't know what you should make in the first quarter estimate. Right. Because you don't have the previous year tax return completed yet. And so a lot I have seen in the past, more than one occasion, is that sometimes what the, the CPA or the taxpayer will do is they'll, they'll make that extension payment high enough that they know it's going to be more than what they need. Right. They're, okay, they're being very conservative. It's conservatively high. But they know that anything above what they really need, it will just going to be credit carry for. They're not going to be refunded. It's just going to go to cover Right. The new tax, or the new year tax liability. Right. So they're not delinquent on making a first quarter estimate now. Correct. Okay. So, so you, 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 there could be a reason why, it, you know, you, you are expecting a big refund. But ge- generally, you know, why do you want to wait around for a refund? Again, sometimes the problem too is it, it now the people that are waiting for our refunds, now it's, now it's the game is how quickly can I get my refund? Well, they're so anxious av- to get it. But how much advertising is there on like, use your refund? There's furniture, there's cars. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole marketing industry about using your refund. Yeah. And I still, I still have the offer, the standing offer, Carrie. I'll make anyone this, this, this deal. You give me, you know, uh, your 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 money at the beginning of the year, um, and whatever you give me, whatever you think, you know, thousand dollars, five thousand dollars, I promise to give it back to you on April fifteenth, the same amount. Okay. Nobody's taking you up on that, though, Mark. No one is taking me up <laughs> on that yet. But yet, that's what you, a lot right. of you are doing when you're electing to overpay the government just right. to get the money back without interest on April 15th. Right. And like you said, when interest rates were zero, a lot of people didn't care about that. Interest rates are no longer zero. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, you do the math. All right. Um, and you can think of the millions of taxpayers that are getting refunds, Gary. Right. How much is the government collecting on that money? Anyways. Um, but there is some relief if you are... Okay, 
waiting for the refund, right? Okay. So this is out of the IRS. The IRS has improved its where's my refund online tool. (laughs) Okay. So filers of Form 1040 and 1040SR claiming a tax refund can check the status of it within 24 hours after e-filing their 2023 return. Um, or four weeks after mailing in a paper 2023 form. So there's the timeline. So if you're doing it email, you should be able to check on your refund status within 24 hours. Okay. If you're doing it the snail mail, you got to wait a month. Okay. And then you can check on it. Uh, You will need your social security number, filing status, and exact refund amount. Okay, um, if you are using a mobile phone, you can check the refund on IRS2Go app. Hmm. Okay, um, and, and there you go. And, and I do believe um, the tool will tell you whether your return was received, the refund was approved, or the refund was sent. Okay. Okay, the tool will also let you know whether you should call the IRS about your refund and whether the agency needs additional information in writing. So, okay. so there you go. Um, and I do think that process does use the IRS uh, authentication process okay. you know, as well. All right. Um, so, yeah, so that, that's... So that's why we, we talk to a lot of our clients about, uh, you know, I know some, we've heard it, all those stories, Carrie. I just, Mark, I just like getting the refund. Right. Or it's a forced savings for me. Or, and it's like, well, you know, part of the financial planning discipline is saying, you know, going beyond what you're comfortable doing, understanding the rules. I mean, certainly you don't want to go too far the other direction either. Right. You don't want to end up owing so much on April 15th that you're charged underested interest penalty, right? right? Because just like there with the higher interest rates, that rate has gone way up. Correct. So it, it, we've had clients on the other end of the spectrum, Carrie, where they, they, they knew they weren't getting a refund. They knew they were going to owe. And they didn't even care about the safe harbors because they said, well, Mark, even if I owe them, the interest rate is so, so low. So low, it does, it's not yeah, going to. But not anymore. Right. Okay. So, so it gets back to the, those safe harbor rules. All right. Um, okay. Scam alert, Carrie. Right. Okay. So this is again. If you missed the top of the show, we're, we, we've mentioned on the show that we're going to keep giving our scam alerts, and this is where we keep reading stories, we keep hearing from clients or family members of clients where this has happened, and you've said you've read the stories, I'm sure, as well. Right. All right. And it's the idea of saying, now, maybe you're smart enough not to fall for one of these scams, mm-hmm. but the point is, did you, are your parents, warn your parents mm-hmm. or warn your children. Right. Okay. Um, because all we know is that it keeps happening. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so this is out of Westlake, Ohio, Crocker Park. So for you Eastsiders, you might not be familiar with Crocker Park, but it's a wonderful outdoor mall. Okay. Okay. Um, and in Westlake, Ohio, and it's pretty popular. It you know it, it it's got a pretty um, robust nightlife. A lot of different shops, um, including restaurants and movie theaters. Um, it's got an Apple store. Okay. okay. Yeah, I've only been there for the restaurants. Right? Um, it's got a uh, Trader Joe's. 
Okay. Okay. The only thing it doesn't have, Carrie, is adequate parking. But that's another story. Right, right, okay. Um, but anyway, it's got because it's got residential and the new American Greetings building is out there. Okay. Uh, anchoring part of it, you know, they built the new American Greetings, so it, it's got that. It's a combination of businesses, residential, and shopping and restaurants. You okay. Know, it's got it all. All right. Um, all right. So Westlake police are urging shoppers at Crocker Park to be aware of distraction theft. Mm. while browsing at stores. Carrie, the pickpocketers are back. I thought pickpocketing would, like went out in the Renaissance period. Yeah, I don't... I, no, I think that still... They, like, I always think of it more on vacation. Okay. Um, like in big crowds. Okay, so Westlake Police, okay, they're saying that thieves at Trader Joe's and DSW Shoe Store, okay, have distracted victims, usually with conversation and then stealing wallets from their purses or shopping carts. Dang. Okay, do you walk around with a pocketbook or... My purse? Purse. Yeah, but I got it zipped up and... You don't leave it in the cart while you're... Oh, no, no, usually I have it on me. Okay. I'm kind of paranoid, and good luck finding anything in my abyss of a purse. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So a 45-year-old Westlake woman was shopping at DSW with her husband and told police someone removed her wallet from her purse when she was not paying attention. A short time later, she began to receive numerous alerts on her phone from her bank and credit card companies that several charges were declined and and that a large purse is all occurring where, Carrie? At the Apple Store. Man, they didn't waste time. No, I don't know. The the distance from that DSW uh, shoe store to the Apple Store is probably two minutes or a minute. Oh, wow. They didn't waste time. No. Um, Okay. Um, No, they're grabbing it and running over to the Apple Store. Um, I would think the Apple Store at this point would want an ID with the card. Have you ever been? I've I've never been in the Apple Store. It's a a bit busy in there. Okay. Okay. Um, Another victim, a 74-year-old Rocky River woman, also filed a police report after having her wallet stolen at Trader Joe's at Crocker Park. Okay. Okay. Um, she told police a man approached her in the store and asked her about potent, uh, about, no, about protein powder, but was distracted because she couldn't really understand what he was saying. After the interaction, she said she noticed her wallet was gone. Purchases with her credit card were attempted at Best Buy and the Apple store at Crocker Park. Park. Jeez. Okay. Um, Earlier in the month, this was in June. This all happened in the last month and a half. Wow. Okay. And see if any common denominators here, here. A 63-year-old Westlake woman also called police to report wallets stolen at Trader Joe's. Okay. While shopping, she got a notification that her card was just declined at, guess where? Guess Apple where, Store? At the Apple Store. I think the Apple Store is the place to go to for the you think the security. Apple, I, I wonder if the Apple Store employees are. You know, no, I maybe. Want to. Uh, okay. Um, she told herself she would look into it when she was done shopping, but when she arrived at the register around, she learned that her wallet had been stolen. Okay, so she didn't even realize it. Right. She just said, "Well, I'll, let me get out. Of, let, let me get out of my Trader Joe's with my purchases." 
and I'll go home and start but researching it. I think it. that's anybody that can be distracted, honestly. You can distract. I mean, these people are smart. We're not done yet, Carrie. Okay. On February 6th, a 79-year-old Rocky River woman. Any any common denominators here, Carrie? Wasn't there one man? No. Okay. We're talking a 45-year-old woman. A seventy-four-year-old woman. So what are you saying about women woman, are easily distracted? And a you woman. better like. Uh, well, I, maybe it's harder for the pickpockets to get wallets out of guys. Yeah, I don't know, or maybe it like, seems like it would be harder to get out of a purse. Me, yeah. Well, that I mean, I'm pretty like. Okay. Um, all right. So here we go. The last one, Carrie. Seventy-nine-year-old Rocky River woman also filed a police report after noticing her wallet was stolen from her purse while shopping at Trader Joe's. Jeez. Okay. Her Discover card was used at, where do you think it was used at, Carrie? Apple Store? Apple Store to purchase a 16-inch MacBook computer for the bargain price of $3,130 just before she called the police to report the theft. I think the Apple Store is the common denominator (laughs) of having issues, too. Well, and I think Trader Joe's, you're grocery shopping, so you're probably thinking while you're, you know... Or you're trying on shoes. I so Westlake police, you know, are telling people to make sure when you're shopping, keep an eye on your purse. Um, police are investigating each theft and fraudulent charges at the Apple Store. Right. Uh, no arrests have been made. Oh, um, geez. But it seems a bit right so- in our backyard. Well. Um- Regardless of that, we'll keep people posted with other scams. Certainly, it's just if you're not sure, sounds too good, you know, be cautious. Um, Good morning, everyone. I wanted to remind people you are listening. If you've just tuned in to Financial Food for Thought, we're sponsored by the estate planning team, and we offer a free consultation. And our consultation is helpful whether or not you end up working with us. We have both affordable hourly and retainer fees, and we help people through the plan analysis, recommendations, implementation. Part of what we believe in is, and what we've been doing since we started, is coordinating with other advisors that you have. We don't care if you have an investment advisor already or you keep your company plan fine with us. If you have a CPA or prepare your own taxes um, or an, or you have an other enro- an enrolled agent, if you have insurance professionals, whatever that attorneys. We believe the best plans and is having advisors talk to one another. And I think that's unique about what we do. Um, And most of the advisors that we work with, and even if they're skeptical at first, or they haven't had that experience, find it helpful and allow them to do a better job for their client. Also make it easier for um, everyone involved. And if you're thinking about a concept or strategy, it's always good to, you know, if you're not sure to have multiple people involved, you know, to talk about what's good about something, what's bad about something. So if you've been debating and want to see how our process is different, um, and if we can help, and if we can't help, we'll be honest and at least point you in the right direction or tell you in good shape. I have a few of those every year. So you can take advantage of a free consultation by calling our office, leave a message. We will call you back on Monday, or you can send an email through our website. Our website also has links to podcasts. We have articles posted. You can contact us for the free consultation. Um, sign up for our weekly newsletter that has different articles from some great publications. I try to put that out every week. 
You can give us a call at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. And if you're working, you're retired, and you've had some issue that maybe you're not sure about navigating, I mean, that's what we do. Um, Or you can visit our website again at financialfoodforthought.com. That's financialfoodforthought.com. All right. So you listen to Mark Daly and Kara Waddell. And as you said, Kara, we've been helping Cleveland families build these custom financial plans going into our now 37th year. And certainly we've seen a lot of tax law changes over that time period. And and the idea is we're very active planners at the estate planning team. And, and we say, yeah, you, you know, look for opportunities in a very complicated tax code, right? And mm-hmm. the, the tax code's not getting any simpler by any means. Remember the flat tax? No, we're not going to have a flat tax. <laughs> I know. Right. Oh, that ain't happening. But no, it gets more complicated. You think about every time something's passed, it, there's just a level, new level of complexity that surpasses yeah. the previous. The complexity prevents compliance. That's that's my. Oh, uh, that's a great. Um, but the uh, so one of them that that we haven't talked about in a while is the Q-tips, and and, and Q-tips is just. When a client, a new client, you know, says an interest in, in Mark, what about these QCDs, right? These qualified right. charitable distributions. Are they, is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? It depends. It depends, right? <laughs> Can't go wrong with that answer. Um, but there's also a lot of misconceptions with it. Mm-hmm. And it's just that, yeah, it, it may be appropriate. But again, it's it's the same thing. There's a lot of charitable planning strategies that are out there mm-hmm. and but you need to be charitably inclined i mean if, right. if, if, if the only if i don't know how happy you're going to be if the only reason you're going to implement a charitable strategy is to reduce your taxes right be, because in reality giving your money away to charity doesn't really mean you get to spend anymore right and it doesn't really mean that your kids get a bigger inheritance. Mm-hmm. Okay, it, it just means that you're 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 redirecting what we call sometimes your social capital, and instead of giving it to the government, you're giving it to your favorite charity. So, the, the, but obviously, a lot of our clients, a lot of Americans, are very charitably inclined, right? Um, so let's talk about the QCD, Kerry, right? Um, so first of all, you know, what's the history of it? Well, it, it's back, it, it, it's, it was, it, it kind of grassrooted it. it. What happened was, it was back in the old days, Gary, when we were concerned about estate taxes, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the idea of pointing your social capital. So, so remember one time the federal state tax exemption was only $600,000, you know, a bit mm-hmm. different than the, you know, 13 million today. But the idea was wealthy taxpayers, they knew that if they were they could leave their IRA at death, we're saying, right? They could name a charity as a beneficiary. Right. And the charity upon beneficiary of a deceased IRA would get the money, but they wouldn't be being charitable, being a, a tax exempt organization. They wouldn't have to pay income taxes on it. Great. So, so the IRA could go to the charity, and the government doesn't get any of it. That's a win. The charity gets it. 
Charities so, love it. Right. So so that concept was uh, taxpayers along the way said, well, wait a second, Mr. Government. If you're saying that at death I can give my IRA to charity without taxes, right? Mm-hmm. Why can't I do that while I'm living? Right. Especially if you're requiring that I take money out of my IRA when I don't mm-hmm. even want to. Right. So, Mr. Government, you're requiring that I take money out of my IRA with an RMD. I don't really want to take it out, but you're also saying that I can't just give it to charity tax-free? Now, you may, in the old days, you may have been able to deduct it. In other words, if you took money out of the IRA and made a charitable contribution, maybe you were able to itemize and get that deduction, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, um, but a lot of people don't, it's, and, and I'll talk more about that. You know, with, with, with President Trump's Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, you know, with you know, with the higher standard deduction, Carrie, there's only about twelve to fifteen percent of Americans who are itemizing anymore. Okay, a very small percent. It might even be lower than that at this point. Um, but anyways, so that was the backdrop. In other words, so along the way, it got bipartisan support in Congress, both on Democrats and Republicans, and said, "Yeah, well, that kind of makes sense." If the if the taxpayer can just die with an IRA and it goes to charity, why can't they just give it to charity during their lifetime, regardless of whether they're itemizing or not? Right. And that's what sparked it all. And so, and, and so they tied it. It came in with um, – so it started in 2006, Carrie. It was a part of the Pension Protection Act. That was a big tax act at the time, okay. the Pension Protection Act. And, and that, but when they initially did it and established the QCD, it wasn't permanent. I don't know if you remember that. You, you you remember if you really think about it, it wasn't a permanent tax law no. change. So like every year, Congress would either extend it, and sometimes they retroactively extended it, and right. sometimes they would extend it for like two years, and it was so ridiculous. Because I remember we'd be having these conversations with clients, and they're like, "Mark, did can I do the QCD or not?" And it's like, right. "I don't know. Congress hasn't extended and they, and it yet." The fact that they just didn't make it permanent was ridiculous. Right. It was a very popular. It had bipartisan support. So, and then in 2016, Congress did make it permanent. Okay. okay. All right. Now, just in time for tax. Uh, the, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017, right? Mm-hmm. Which that really is what triggered, you know, the us, the state planning team, you know, we're very active, you know, uh, planners. So that combination that making the, the QCD permanent and also when Trump's tax law doubled the standard deduction, meaning a lot of those clients making charitable contributions weren't getting a deduction anyways, right. we really started talking to our clients about QCDs. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the idea is, um, you know, the QCD is where you, if you have a required minimum distribution, let's say it's $10,000. Okay. You could, you could say, I want that going directly to my charity. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then it doesn't go to you first. It has to go right. direct to the charity. And then when you do it that way, you can wash it out, so to speak, on your tax return, where you would still report the $10,000 IRA distribution that satisfies your RMD, mm-hmm. but then you turn around and say, don't, you don't treat any of it as taxable because I triggered the QCD. Right. So it's a wash. Okay. Or for example, maybe you're not doing your whole RMD. Let's say your RMD is $10,000 and you want to do a $5,000 QCD. Right. So you, you still report a $10,000 satisfi- satisfaction of the RMD, 
but only 5000 of it's taxable. And you need to tell your tax preparer. Well, we're going to talk about I that. I was going to say. We're going to talk about that. Okay. Um, so that, that's the basic concept behind it. Okay. Um, so, yeah, yeah. And that's one of the benefits is that if, because many taxpayers were not no longer getting any benefit for making their charitable contributions because they couldn't itemize with the higher standard deduction. So by doing the QCD, they are getting a tax benefit. Basically, what it does is that it lowers your AGI. So any of those tax thresholds that are based on adjusted gross income, AGI, or even modified adjusted gross income, MAGI, similar to like the IRMA, right? Right. Okay. If, you know, if, if because your RMD is so large, it's causing you to go through one of those AGI thresholds. Right. By implementing the QCD, you're lowering that threshold. Right. Okay. Um, so there's a tax benefit there. Also, as Ohio taxpayers, okay, um, Ohio doesn't really give you charitable deductions, mm-hmm. but Ohio does start with your federal AGI. So if you're lowering your federal AGI, you're in essence lowering your right. Ohio. Right. Now, hopefully, Ohio income tax may be on the way out, Carrie. Hmm. There's really, and I've talked about which this. Which I think Ohio has pretty favorable. It's tax so rate. low right now. Right. Yeah, it's so low right now. And Ohio has, and speaking of charitable, they still have the angel fund out there. Okay. You know, that's a tax credit. That's even better than a tax deduction, right? That's where you can give up to $750 or married couple can give up to $1,500 to your, to your, uh, uh, tax exempt school. Okay. You know, church school or whatever. And then you get to, you get a tax credit for Ohio. Okay, that's more popular now with more and more of our clients. Anyways, so back to, so what are some of the misconceptions with the QCD? Okay, well, one is the age the age restriction, right? Right. So, all right, so you have to have attained the age 70 and a half in order to do a QCD. Okay. All right. Now, remember, this came in with the Pension Protection Act. Okay, that's what established that seven and a half rule. At the time, that was also, you know, in line with what the required minimum distribution right. beginning age was, 70 and a half, right? Where the misconception is when the, when the SECURE Act started raising the required minimum distribution mm-hmm. age. So now, if you were born between 1951 and 1959, your RMD is 73. Okay. If you were born in 1960 or later, your beginning RMD date is now 75. Right. And a lot of people thought that the QCD age was tied to that. Right. It's not. No, they never made that change. Right. The SECURE Act didn't say anything about changing the age limit for QCDs. So it's still the original 70 and a half. The other difference, though, uh, where it's some confusion is unlike RMDs, so RMDs, you can take it in any month of the year you attain your beginning date. So let's say you turn 73 in June. But in January, you can take your RMD. Okay. You can't do that with QCDs. Right. Okay. You have to have attained the age seven and a half before you can trigger one. Okay. Um, all right. Um, I, I remember when it originally came out, I had some, I had one client who said, Mark, I, I read somewhere that you can, even though if you're doing the QCD and offsetting the age, you know, the 
the RMD, you can still deduct it on Schedule A. It's charitable deductions. No, you can't do it's both. Like, no, you can't do both. I had to argue with him that. Right. And finally, you know, he, you know, he, you know, said, you know, just check with your CPA. And yeah, it's no, one or the other. Can't do both. Um, maybe a little bit one more too is the idea of a lot of people say, well, Mark, can I do the QCD to fund my DAF, my donor oh. advised fund? Okay. No, you can't do that. Okay. All right. Um, that's a different tax benefit, you know, funding a DAF. So you can't double up there. All right. Um, another one is the idea that, the, you know, that we call it the first dollars out rule, Carrie. That, that's the idea that the QCD, if, if it's part of your RMD, it, it, you can't get your, you can't like do your RMD and then retroactively say, oh, I want part of that to be a QCD. No, whatever you've already dispersed, that's off the table. Yeah. And when you do a QCD, it has to be, go directly from the IRA to the charity at the time. Right. Okay. Um, so, no, you can't, like, if in my example, the 10,000 RMD, let's say you took out 10,000 out of your RMD in, in the first half of the year, and then at the end of the year say, oh, yeah, I, I want to give some of that to charity. And, and Well, and, you have to do... You can you, do you can more. take more, right? But it you're does, not gonna. It's it, not gonna it, save you. It doesn't reduce it, your taxes. It might lower future RMD because right. you've taken the balance down. But you know, Mark, I have a quick example. We have a client um, that has quarterly and semi-annual distributions from different IRAs. He's already had payouts in January and February for certain ones because he has different timing for he has several IRA accounts. Now he's saying, you know what? I really don't need it. Can I do it all for QCD? And we're like, but you can't do it for the payments already because he wanted to send the checks back and you can't, you have to, we can do it for the remaining. We call, you know, worked with them and called companies with them, but you can't do it for ones that have already been dispersed in cash. Right. Uh, okay. Um, and, um, all right, and, and, and so that is a question. Um, you, you know, sometimes we get, well, Mark, can I do QCDs for my 401k? No. So the QCDs are only available for IRAs. So you could, though, in essence, do a direct transfer from your for your 401k, open up a checking and savings or a savings IRA or in a brokerage or whatever, and then you could do a well, QCD. Well, not if it's your RMD. No, it, I'm saying before then, if that's something before, you're being proactive. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, we'll talk. Okay, yeah. So that leaves another question. Is is right. there any tax benefit of doing a QCD before RMD age? Because as we're saying, you can do a QCD at 70 and a half. Right. Your RMD might not be till 75. But even if I did it early enough in the year and say, I'm just going to move a portion that I'm going to do to... Well, no, because then you'd still have... You can't commingle yeah. the, the RMDs with the right. 401k and the IRAs. But, you know, but, but inherited can... IRAs count. Okay. Um, so if you have an inherited IRA, you can do QCD. And and simples and SEP IRAs count. Okay. But not 401ks, 403bs, 457s, right. or something along that. Okay. Another misconception is that people believe that their 1099R... Which you know our Stanford term, which reflects how much you took out of the IRA, right. will reflect what you did in QCD that year, and it doesn't. Which it should. And but the but it's a it's an issue because the government is not putting that 
watchdog responsibility on the right. IRA custodian to make sure that the taxpayer th- th- it really did the charitable contribution. So it's really on the taxpayer to document and well, report the, it. So as you said, Carrie, at the beginning of the show, we're big on coordinated advisors. So one of our recommendations, especially if you've never done a QCD before, is make sure all your advisors are talking to one another when doing it. In this case, that includes your IRA custodian, which could be your investment advisor right. or, or the custodian or both, right? Um, the charity mm-hmm. that you're planning on doing it to. Right. And your tax preparer. Mm-hmm. You know, who better be on, on the lookout for it. Or if you're doing it yourself with one of the robots, you know, TurboTax or whatever, you got to make sure you're following their, their you, you know, step by step. Right. You know, to make sure you don't miss where the robot, you're supposed to tell the robot that you did a QCD. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Um, because, yeah, the 1099-R, and that's caused problems. And we're very active. So we have saved many clients, Carrie, over the years from getting fan mail from the IRS or the, the cost and time of having a funded amended return because they thought that the 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 1099R would tell the robot or the government or the IRS that they did a QCD. No. It doesn't. Right. So we've had people do it and miss it. Uh, that's what I mean. We've had we've caught a lot of people too mm-hmm. before they press the button to send, you know, and say no. Hey, you missed this. Yeah, and so so how are you supposed to do? It? You're supposed to again when when you put in the um, when you're filing the texture if you're inputting into a robot, um, you put in the 1099R, but then you 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 also put in an amount that's QCD, and if you're doing it by hand, the old fashioned way. You would make that difference. Remember that on the tax return, you in the middle of the page you report gross IRA distributions, right. and the right hand side you paid the taxable. Right. Right. It's also too if you have a rollover. If you did Correct. a sixty day rollover, you would in the margin say rollover. Right. Or QCD. Right. It's a little tiny little. Yeah, and so you know these are little things, and I only got through about half of them, Carrie. So okay. We'll have to, we'll have to revisit this because uh, I hear the music, but yeah. So especially if you've never done a QCD before, um, make sure you have a good coordination. And and we'll also talk about some more tips here in next week. Yeah, and don't miss opportunities. And you can call the estate planning team for a free consultation at 440-239-2090 or financialfoodforthought.com. Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.